All right, this is a fun one. We have a special guest back for digging Uh-oh. deeper. Pete Goodman, welcome back. It's so oh. good to be here, everybody. I mean, you must have in the last six days. No, we've got Kyle Hildebrand. Yes. From the East Coast now. That's right. East Coast, Best Coast, or West Coast, Best Coast? East Coast. For, for oh, me and mine, oh. for me and mine, East Coast is the oh, Best Coast. he's converted. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we have you back. It's the 10-year birthday for Rise City Church, and we thought it'd be fun just to catch up with you. You're such a significant part of a just a really great season of ministry at Rise City. How many years were you on staff? Just under four, I think. Okay. Yeah, almost four. Like right before COVID and into the first parts of COVID. Yeah, I think the church bit. was the, the church was still merging with Harvest. Okay. If I remember right. I think that's more like five. Then you came in 2016. Is that from 2021? I think. It oh, might have been five. It's, yeah. My brain doesn't Maybe the last year you just out on it. <laughs> There's a good chance. There's a lot happening. All right. And what are you doing now? You're on the East Coast, but what, what are you doing? Where are you at? Tell us. I'm the music and um, music and tech director at Journey Richmond, um, Journey RVA. And uh, yeah, so I got to come in and kind of help establish and, and build in some systems and stuff there. So um, yeah, kind of a, a like almost a revamping of the church after COVID. Okay. It took a hard hit on that okay. side. So it's good to see, to be on that side of it and help it kind of redefine itself and, and grow up again. Grow up. No, that means it was young. Grow again. Grow again. Yeah. yeah. And the family's acclimated well to going across the United States. Like how? Yeah. How yeah. Okay. Um, so well that my daughter even has a, a boy that she's interested in. Oh, like, so wait, that's super how old fun. Is she? She's 15. That. I just lost three years of my life. Your daughter's 15. My daughter's 15. You remember looking, Lily was the one on the, on the worship team. Is. That, my feet are on the rock and yep. hitting it strong. Is, uh, is he like present in the home kind of boyfriend? Like, does he come over a lot or is it more just like, no, they're taking it appropriately slow. Okay. Yeah. So like, I feel good like that. a shotgun in your house or they're choosing this. I have many. And <laughs> because you're in Virginia, everybody has some. So. <laughs> he probably has yeah. one too. He's oh, like, absolutely. Here. Yeah. He's like, well, that one's cool. Check out mine. Yeah. It's totally the way it works. <laughs> so what, I mean, what's, what's different? What, what, what are you loving uh, being out there? Like what's changed? So, um, I've expressed it to people that it feels like you're driving on the left-hand side of the road. It's like, I know how to drive a car. Okay. I know what it's like to, to turn this, this steering wheel turns the car and this things. But when you're driving on the opposite side of the road, it all just feels different. Mm-hmm. So everything feels different. The rhythms of people's rhythms, um, seasons, how people acclimate to weather. Um, uh, <laughs> we, we don't get a lot of snow there. We got like three inches, um, a year and a half ago. Um, and the entire town shut down yeah. <laughs> for three inches. And my forerunner is just like mobbing right through it. I'm like, this is, this is weird. Why are we, why are we shutting down for this? Um, but it's just, it's just the rhythms that they have in that city. Um, the different expectations of life and, and rhythms are, it it just took a lot of acclimating to get used to, but it's, it's for our, again, for our family, it's definitely the right season. Faster, slower pace, similar, really similar. Okay. Really similar. The topography is, um, really close so we can go we can go to the beach in the morning be back in the afternoon um the water is 80 degrees still which is kind of weird in yeah, the ocean a lot warmer there in Atlanta. yeah um but then we have the mountains an hour and a half away so like it's, it's very similar to san diego where if we wanted to go ski 
I mean, not that we're doing that all the time, but <laughs> if you want to ski, you know, in the, um, ski in the morning and then go surf in the afternoon, you could do that still. So it, it there's a lot of that that still feels the same. Okay. So you're back for the 10 year birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Thank fun. you for bringing us back. Oh man. Those yeah. are, well, I guess it's going to be out on Monday. So we'll have already had the service, but, um, so they'll know that we, we've brought back just lots of people from the past and, um, you and Tara Marino are going to yep. be leading a song together, which is so, so fun. Um, <laughs> but just in just reminiscing, right? Like reminiscing on your time at Rise City. Like what are some things that, that are fond memories and things that uh, mm. you think back and like, man, that was, that was good. I miss that. Or I just, I love that. It's, um, it's a lot of the people. Um, I, I think of Jacob um, Patino when he was, when I was, I came in to lead the team and he was here, I think he was a part of harvest at that point. Um, however, when the, when the merge happened and, um, he was like 19 years old and him playing guitar, uh, he, he, he would tell you he wasn't the best guitar player, but, um, to watch him be a part of the team and grow, he's absolutely an awesome, not just a guitar player, but someone who is, um, a leader on that team and, and just to see and watch and see how he's, um, he's grown, not just in his skill sets, but in, um, as, as a, as a human, as an adult, you know, yeah. um, that kind of stuff, um, has been amazing for me to, to look back and, and, you know, I, I still creep on everybody on social media, like everybody does and, and see them in their life. And he's, you know, engaged now and yeah. doing that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, just the people that, you invest in and you, and you hope to see, you know, God use them and come do awesome things. And you don't know if you're going to get a return on that investment or not. That's ministry. Um, but to see it happen and to see fruits from time spent, that's absolutely one of the most um, rewarding things and things that I will always remember to get to be a part of here. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. What do you miss about San Diego in general? Food. No question. Food. Yeah. Well, okay, let me, people. You just mentioned people. <laughs> I just mentioned people. <laughs> like, yeah, so I, I figured like I already got okay, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, people and food. There's, whenever you're in a super populated city, there's more competition for 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 food, restaurants. So it's like, I could go to any of these restaurants. There's, you know, there's 20 different Mexican food places. I'm going to go to the best one. It's this one. When you're out in Richmond and it's a little less populated, it's like there's three three Mexican food places. Which one is the better one? Yeah, they're all kind of okay. So, um, you know, the, we got off the plane and the first thing the girls wanted to do was go to In-N-Out. Oh, so, and you've been there more than once? Twice. Twice already? <laughs> yep, twice. What else, Saturday. Is, what else is on the menu while you're here? What else you um, get we, we went to Pho. So okay. we got we got some good Vietnamese food. Okay. Um, again, not a, not not a whole lot of that out there in Richmond. <laughs> um, and then... Um, we plan on obviously doing the Mexican food stuff. There's a fish taco place up on, um, in Encinitas off Birmingham at a, at a, um, gas station. That's really good. $2 fish tacos. They went up. They were a dollar. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> inflation's expensive here. here? <laughs> <laughs> you filled up your gas tank yet? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saving up. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a good idea. Yeah. We are going to have good tacos for the 10 year birthday party tomorrow night. Awesome. Yeah. So big taco truck. It's got, it's, yeah, it'll be good. I'm excited. Good. Not just for that, also for people. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say, I mean, you've been gone close to two years now, mm -hmm. year and a half, two years. What has God done 
in the last couple of years in Kyle Hildebrand's heart? Like, how is he shaping you? Hmm. Wow, you could have could have prepped me a little bit on that question. That's just digging deeper. We just I know. All dig deeper, go deep right off the bat. Um, there is a stronger sense, and this is this kind of goes along with where my my lead pastor out in Virginia is is leading the church and leading like the him? staff. I do. Really, he's a great guy. Who's better? Uh, who's great better? guy. Come on. Yeah, I'm not going to do that right Come here. on. Nope. Come on. No one from your church is watching this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch out. You think I creep on social media? Yeah. Um, no, James is, um, uh, Pastor James is one of the um, best uh, people in this season of my life. Um, he has, and, and in my heart, he he's doing this and God, the Holy Spirit's doing this, um, reinvigorating my um, foundation of scripture in my walk with Christ. Hmm. So where it, you know, there's, it, there's, there's a temptation in, in the church world, in the music world for feelings to, to really sway people. Right. And no more have I seen the need for strong foundation, um, in our culture than in the last few years. And, and scripture is very clear on so many things that the culture wants to sway us towards. Um, so for me, I think the, um, the importance in the, in the foundational elements of scripture in my life has become uh, more and more revived hmm. in the last few years. Is the culture in the sense of people, I've actually literally never been, uh, North of Richmond, is that what it's called? I've never been up there, um, but you know, I'm from the Midwest, and we've talked a lot about coming from Midwest to Southern California. Was um, uh, leaving the Bible Belt, going towards what is hmm. more of a very unchurched. What is that area like in regards to like church the culture and, of Christianity in general? Yeah, yeah. East Coast like that. Um, it is very diverse. Hmm. So. Um, when it comes to uh it, it it's it's right on the cusp so i'm learning all this and so i might might flub a little bit of it but um richmond was like the farther the farthest northern point of the confederacy from what i understand so it becomes the north after richmond right oh, okay it's from my, I didn't know that either. that's my understanding of it so like the confederate white house when there was a confederate nation yeah. um that is in richmond um so, um, so you're actually in the South, technically. You're not in the North. Gosh, if it's the South, it doesn't feel like it. There's not, there's no, um, I mean, gun laws. Yeah, we are pro Second <laughs> Amendment. There's no question there. Um, but it is, it is one of the most purple states. So the governor will flip Democrat, Republican, and church-wise, I think you get that that influences that as well. So you get a lot of people that grew up in church, and then you get a lot of other people that have never touched church in their life. So it, it reminds me in, 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 in similar to San Diego in that, that there's, it's highly unchurched by far. A large portion of the population does not go to church. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. I spent, I, you know. <laughs> it's a ministry opportunity. It's not, filler. Oh, not yeah. saturated. Yeah. Cool. Well, you were just talking though about the importance of rooted in scripture. And I was just thinking, you know, like I was curious, like what kind of culture you're, doing work in, in yeah sense. some of the there's um there are some churches there's a lot of universalist 
type influence coming from the north. Um, there are people that are, uh, uh, oh, what's it called when, um, you start to evaluate Christianity through a certain lens and D deconstruction. Thank you. Um, there's a lot of that kind of elements happening with certain groups and, um, it's all starting with, it all, it seems to start with the, um, uh, doubting the inerrancy of the, of scripture is where we've seen it. So a lot of the, a lot of churches that are heading that way towards deconstruction tend to have that kind of a mindset that scripture isn't really that important. It's more just a nice book that you use to influence. Cause how far, how far are you from DC? How far two hours, two hours. Okay. Well, traffic <laughs> is there actually is traffic by DC. Yeah. So yeah, traffic can, it'll be three hours, three and a half hours, depending on. So you don't, or maybe you do, do you feel much of kind of that culture where you're at? Not so much where we're at. Okay. Um, it's definitely there, but we are about 20, 25 minutes um, west of Richmond, and that's the hub. You know, anytime, anytime you get a a tight populace of dense density, that's that seems to influence a lot of that more so than you when, when it's more rural. Yeah, I ha- I, yeah. I have generally a, more the rural. Rural, rural, R-U-R-A-L. That's a hard, that's a word hard to say, one. Right? Rural. Yeah. rural, especially if you're like a drawl. Yeah. More conservative, yeah. and then the more mm-hmm. urbanized it becomes a little bit more, yeah. um, more liberal, I guess. I've had a thought on that. Uh, it's it's my, it's, um, hmm. should I say it? Should I not? Um, nobody listens to Nobody listens, yeah, perfect. Exactly, uh, that's why you should have said who you're fairly passionate yeah. <laughs> I'm still stuck on this. Yeah, no. the uh, um, <laughs> passing gas in an elevator, right? In an elevator... Nobody, like everybody's a socialist in an elevator because you're so, everything you do affects somebody else. So if you pass gas on an elevator, like there should be a law against that, right? Everybody cares about what everybody wants. But you get, you're on your acre of land, I'm on my acre of land, and you can do whatever you want over there. I don't care. And that, that seems to be how I view politics. You, you see, when people are uh, in high density populations, they tend to be more blue, more socialist, more what you do matters to me because it affects me. And then you get in the more rural areas. They seem to be more freedom. You go ahead and do whatever you want to do because it doesn't affect me. So that's my thought on that. That's all I have to say so about Demo- that. Democrats shouldn't fart. Yeah, no, not, not in, not in, uh, digging deeper. That's it. I mean, we are really going, sorry. <laughs> You uh, doing your own music anymore these days? Or you kind of put that on pause? Yeah, it's been on pause. Um, this what I've been doing at the church um, has really taken up a lot of my emotional and mental capacity. Um, so I've kind of grieved that a little bit. I do see hope on the horizon. I have we have some things in place, some systems and people that we're hoping to bring in. That um, if that happens, that'll give me more mental energy to be able to really kind of turn it off after I leave after I leave church and cause I still have a lot I want to say in music. Um, but, uh, it's, it's hard to say one thing when you're kind of focused and trying to build something else. Yeah. So you felt like when you got out to that church that there was a lot of like systems and things that get rebuilt coming out of COVID. A lot of it kind of fallen apart more than just going and leaving worship. You were really trying to re reestablish things that. Well, yeah. And, and acclimating to their rhythms too. So, you know, that, that church wasn't failing by any, by any stretch of the means that, um, it was just 
some of the systems they like they were never really online before um covid so all the things that we you know a lot of the stuff that we did here with broadcast or or pre pre-recording videos or things like that that was not something that was fully implemented over there so hmm. getting some of those systems dialed in um a little better because they were there they they did exist there um but there's i i know and i've seen what we can do what you can do with broadcast i know and i've seen what you can do with pre-recording um digital content digital media um like in this suite right here like this is pretty cool we don't have that yet um it's not because they don't want it it's just we, we haven't been built for that yet mm-hmm. it's always been built for live in-person church mm-hmm. services so on are you leading worship on a weekly basis or you got other worship leaders and you're mm-hmm. doing more kind of the music director role like how what's your time look like now? uh right now i'm on probably two times a month okay and the rest of the time i'm uh overseeing production or sometimes i'll run a camera sometimes um but i do have a lot of worship leaders there <clears throat> i i like empowering i like letting people do it and there's some very not only skilled people but some um some people that are walking step and step with the holy spirit there at that church that i get to empower and let them lead so yeah. it's pretty cool that is cool is lily involved with the weekend services or youth ministry i mean she used to sing a bit on our stage yeah yes she's a, she does both so we have we built a youth team um there at, at the church so they're the youth are leading youth in worship um in musical worship and uh then also i'm able to pull from that that group that's being built there and you utilize them in, in main services as well and help help them see the difference and how do you lead someone who's older than you even though you're younger you get into yeah it's it's pretty cool uh is your other daughter showing any signs of of that or she she does she doesn't um ashlyn man they are so different the way they're built Ashlyn is more that physically stout, strong young lady that's going to cause some trouble in sports. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but musically, she doesn't she doesn't um, evaluate herself the way Lily does. So I've given Lily very little work, like little um, effort in, in training her up. A lot of her skill set that she's built has been on her own. So she'll evaluate how she sings. She'll she'll listen to her pitch. She'll listen to this. And Ashlyn sings, but she does it for fun. So she's not really evaluating her skill set. She's not trying to develop it. She's just kind of enjoying it. So I don't see, uh, you know, whereas Lily's trying to develop, Ashlyn's just enjoying it. Is Ashlyn still doing the BMXing? She, out here, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so San Diego has the number one pro. There's this guy named Tyler Brown. Um, he was like the number one vet pro for years. He's, he helps run the Olympic training center down there in Chula Vista and he built out San Diego BMX. So San Diego actually has world-class BMX training and BMX class, uh, BMX tracks out here. That's not Richmond. No, no. So you're, you know, we got, they built their berms out of like bricks, (laughs) you know? So it's like for my daughter to go from that to from pro Olympic Mm -hmm. style stuff to, to this, she felt scared to lean into turns, and mm. and I respect that completely. So she's kind of taking a break from BMX and, and doing all that. And so, okay. cool. uh, I have a pastoral theological question for you. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Um, I was thinking. So we're recording this before Sunday, but mm-hmm. we just finished uh, rehearsal, and there was a moment where 
uh, you, Jean, and Ben were all on the stage leading together. And I was thinking about how what I would just call kind of the average attender, the person just coming to church, has a natural inclination to have their favorites. You know, like, mm-hmm. I like this, I like that. Um, so you came in replacing one person, then you left and you went and replaced somebody else in another church and somebody replaced you. What would you say to a person who says, well, no, I like that guy better than this guy or that girl? Like, how do you pastor people through change and, you know, like it's dealing with the fact that I don't know if I, this isn't the style that mm-hmm. the former mm-hmm. person had this style and this person had that style. And, um, there will always be people that, um, will be attracted to a certain style, a certain look, a certain whatever a je ne sais quoi is that right <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, it sounds very french uh that's just <laughs> french um i don't i don't know what um je ne sais that's pas. what it means je ne sais yeah. Pas. Is it? Okay. Okay. okay yeah sweet man. <laughs> um lakeside education um, <laughs> um and i don't i don't want anybody to be apologetic about being attractional in that way um but at the same time if you are focused on somebody's skill set when it comes to them leading you to the throne of God, I think you have to really evaluate what it is. Are you wanting to sit there and be entertained by somebody that you like to be entertained by? Is it your, is it the skill set that I want to be impressed with? Um, and and that could be for speakers that could be for anything. Um, so is is it a piece of entertainment or are you going there looking to meet God and, and praise him for who he is and what he's done in your life um, in song? Or are you going there if it's like a speaker, are you going there to hear what God has for you today? Um, regardless of who it is, if it's it's my vocals, if it's this, if it's Brandon, if it's Pete. Um, so I would say for the for the attender coming in that's going to church evaluate why you're going to church. And if you like this person more, evaluate why. Um, and it's okay to like someone more, but it's not okay to say, I mean, cause, cause you guys have, um, when Ben came in, he was evaluated heavily. There was a lot of, um, you look into who he is. You look into how he is in his relationships with people. You look into how he's done with this and work. And is he going to be a good pastor for our team? And if you attend this church, I would hope that you trust the leadership at this church to have done that work because Ben is, is doing that. He is, he was here to pastor people, to lead people. And as someone who is being replaced by him, I would hope that the people who um, attend here seek to see how God can um, use Ben to lead them in worship, lead them in past pastoring, lead them in their everyday life. So that's my hope for someone just attending that might have a preference. I want them to be able to seek God's um, God's desire, God's will for them in their life, not just be attracted to a vocalist. That's good. Is the person that you replaced still at Journey, or did that person move on? No, that person actually moved on a year prior to me getting there. Okay, okay. There's yeah. a pretty good amount of time between there. Yeah. yeah, there was a, it was right, right before COVID hit too, and there was a bunch, yeah. Well, this... This podcast has, I mean, majority of people listen to it from Rice City. And there are a lot of people that probably their first experience with you leading worship will have been this Sunday 
I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like there's going to be big turnover. There's just so many new people at this church. And what we're going to do during the service is try to, as best we can, kind of look at 10 years from 10,000 foot view and kind of just give a, just an overview of what God has done and his faithfulness in 10 years. As somebody, and maybe we can kind of just close out with this, but as someone who was on staff for four years, um, it's coming back here just to be a part of the celebration has moved on different places, but like maybe in times of just you reminiscing, but like, what would you tell people um, in terms of if they're just starting to come to Rice City, um, if this is the place they're starting to call their church home, you know, just based on your experience and what you've seen, what you thought about, like, how would you describe Rice City in that time for you? And just, mm. just to, to, to let them know, like, hey, this is this is kind of what I think, and this is the church that you're now calling home, maybe. Yeah. Um, one of the first things that I saw when we, we, we were in, in first conversation was I saw someone in, in you, Brandon, that was passionate about people coming to know Jesus because of how he impacted you, how he has impacted people in your life. I think that passion um, bleeds out into every staff member, every, every person you've interacted with. Um, there's no perfect church and one of the things about passion and I am guilty of this too. You, you can speak to this, but you can speak what passion is, can be divisive, especially when it's about something that you're talking about somebody's life decisions. Um, and so there's been, there can be that there. You have to be aware that when you're stepping into a passionate church that wants people to know about Jesus, you're going to get challenged. You're not going to be able to sit back and be an attender and and um, feel like you're checking a box. You're going to have to get involved here, and you should. That's that's one of the coolest things I I've loved about Rise is is how people have jumped in and stayed a part of this, um, how they've contributed, and that would be what I would say to someone who's is is, in, is new or wondering about this church is there, there's people here that are passionate about Jesus Christ and the saving power of the Holy spirit, um, and sanctifying you in your life. And, um, if you're going to be a part of this church, get involved, be a part of it and watch how God blesses you and your family and your, or you and your, the people around you because of how the Holy spirit works in you. Any, uh, thoughts that you, may venture back west or are you an east coaster now for east coaster okay yeah we okay i love the people um love some of that stuff but we are very confidently rooted uh yeah okay cool. but we can probably still have you come back occasionally and just say hi and leave a little bit yeah I'd, all that eat some good food come on out come on out party out in virginia where you can suffer through the the weak food that we have <laughs> give us an invitation we'll check it out yeah so cool. It's good to have you back, man. Same. Good, good to be here. Yeah. Text in, see you. And, uh, I, yeah. It'd be different if we were recording this after church. I'd be like, man, that was an awesome service we just had. <laughs> we don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> we think so. I, well, I, I thought you, it will be. Kyle, why'd you hit those notes? You, you kind of <laughs> missed that one, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just watching the rehearsal. It was, it's special to see just, I'm just standing back there with Jean and I'm watching, just listen, just even listening to like, just kind of the vocal checks and band checks. I was like, man, God has been so kind to bless us with so many great mm. musicians and vocalists and godly people in 10 years and you're one of them and uh just we miss you we love you and 
grateful that you're here, but also just what contribution you made to the story of Rice City Church. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Love you, man. Good to Love night. you guys. Thank you. All right. That's the uh, episode this week. We'll be kicking off a new series, right? When people listen yeah, to next this week. next week. Uh, Robert's going to be preaching Meltdown. Robert's getting it started. It's okay. been good. So after a fun, fun weekend celebration, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so thanks for joining with us, and uh, we'll be next week uh, back with you. Be praying also for Ben. Ben and Katie had their baby mm. boys. So mm. Brooks and James are in the world now, and so uh, just be praying for them. It's pretty exciting that, um, yeah, they've been waiting for a long time, and now they got mm-hmm. two. The world just got Yeehaw. turned upside down. Yep. Yeah. So, all right, we'll see you next week. Yes. <laughs>